Uninvisible is a support podcast that deals squarely with medical issues that present unique advocacy issues for individuals. We do not provide medical advice. Please consult with your physician for any medical issue that you are facing. Information and comments that you send to us are governed by our terms of service and privacy policy, which are available on our website located at uninvisiblepod.com. The opinions expressed by guests are their own and are not necessarily the opinion of Uninvisible or the show sponsors. Any advertising that you may hear is accepted without regard to our editorial content. Welcome to Uninvisible. I'm your host, Lauren Friedman, and I'm here with my guests to bring you info, insights, and inspiration for coping with, diagnosing, and treating invisible illness. We're here oversharing, so you don't have to struggle with invisibility anymore. The healthcare system is hard enough to navigate without having chronic illness diagnoses to boot. Feeling all at sea and looking for direction, advice, and deeper understanding? From a medical specialty glossary to tips on talking to your health insurance providers, download your free copy of Hacking Healthcare at uninvisiblepod.com. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us. I am here today. Hey, I am here today with the wonderful, the warm, the delightful, Damien Washington, who oh. I wish y'all could see him right now. He's having a little <laughs> dance party in his heart. <laughs> He's throwing out his arms to you. Damien is an actor. He is the host of the YouTube channel No Stress MS. He lives with MS, multiple sclerosis. He has quite a story to tell. And uh, I'm just so thrilled to be able to have you on the show. Damien, welcome. Lord, Lauren Freeman, I am elated to be in your company and uh, the recipient of such an illustrious introduction. Oh, yeah. You deserve it. As you said earlier, <laughs> I threw in everything but your social, right? <laughs> We're just missing okay. the social security number. Basically, and my zip code. Come and on, your now. zip code. <laughs> so for those who are familiar with the show, we love to start at the top of the story. And mm. your MS story is fairly recent. Mm. So yeah. can you tell us when and how you first realized that you were sick? And what steps you've taken to control your health since then? It's strange because um, my wife, um, a lady who I've been with at the time, about 16 some odd years, uh, currently 20, she knew something was off um, because she's been with me all this life. And she's like, you hold me differently when you walk down the street. I don't know what it is. Something is wrong with you, man. And when I couldn't do my usual high energy um, performance, big group performance shoots uh, like I normally did, did um, I knew that's when I was able to really reconcile those two notions. That something is wrong with me and I have to figure it out. Um, and luckily, you know, it only took three months. Like some people have that's 10 exceptional. years. Yeah, that's, that's pretty one, exceptional. That's what I'm saying. I have seen people, you know, go, you know, go into the doctor's office and come out with a, a, an MS diagnosis. I have heard that and been like, ooh, child, that was super quick. Yeah. <laughs> um, because people live this experience where it's, you know, it's, it's 10 years, it's five years. It's just what I did for three and a half years. And I didn't really know what was wrong with me or they misdiagnosed me. So I was doing all this wrong stuff. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, this happens this is all where the time. I am here now. Oh, my God. Just figure yeah. it out now. Please. But for you, three months. 
Yeah, but for me, three months and like from understand understanding what I was dealing with. I think that this is kind of why there I'm in this space, even talking to you, because before I had a diagnosis, it was I didn't know what the heck was going on. But once I was able to put a face and put a name to the face, then it was like that and. Everything that brings us here together in this shared space is what I am, yeah. knowing that I have to deal with that. Yeah. So having so the diagnosis was a validation in a sense. Validation, refreshing, um, mm-hmm. relief, um, and as a someone who's from the theater and someone who <laughs> a fellow performs <laughs> someone who performs for a thing <laughs> repetition repetition is my mm. jam and i like oh man I, ooh, it's my jam jam so once i was like okay multiple sclerosis i now have a thing to go into repetition find all the things and then do those things repeatedly oh this mm-hmm. is diet cool oh, this is exercise cool oh, this is supplement cool oh, this is the podcast cool you know what i'm saying so just Absolutely. once we focused uh the light and it wasn't a focus of choice um mm-hmm. it just was a thing that happened like oh this is my life now and then oh i make videos and nobody watched them oh look like all the only videos people watch are the ones about ms so look it's like, I'm going to have to do my ridiculously patterned, um, you know, um, cycle of creator-ing around <laughs> this topic. Yeah. And Which I, I definitely want to, really only... I want to talk about that more too. I mean, it's because, nope. but we're going to, we're going to get there. We're going to get there. I, I mean, I'm curious, sorry to cut you off here, but I, I'm curious no, I'm when you're, talking. when your wife first said to you, you know, something's different. Was there a process of sort of animosity at all? Or, you know, you, you go and like, what do you mean something's different? Or a grieving? I mean, you talk about grief, for sure. You know, you've been pretty public about that process, what it's like to accept your body now, post-diagnosis, mm-hmm. you know. So I, I'm just curious to know, like, did you come up against any, um, any pushback? with your wife's feedback and the investigation into the diagnosis, what was that like emotionally? Nah, the, it's simple to be like, right. So that's like the, the gut level instinct, but because we've been doing this quite some time and are still doing this, I got the, we got the receipts. She's right more than me. (laughs) So happy wife, happy life, they say. <laughs> I mean, that that's one thing as well. And that's an entirely different notion as well. And great. I have enough self-awareness, even in blind spots, to look at the receipts. So uh, throughout life. And not knowing not knowing what's up or you know, knowing something's off is you know sort of one thing, but knowing my friend who has at the time, you know, that we she hadn't even taken that trip. At the time, like I said, we've been going together since college. So like that you live pretty much live with each other in college and then you actually live yeah. with each other after college. So like currently, currently, the longest Angela and I have been apart is 12 days. 
Okay. And wow. that's, you know, that's it. In 20 you years. Know, there's, there's days here and there. There's, you know, oh, I did a thing or she did a thing. And so you, you do shit. However, we built this thing so that, no, we, this is, what is it? Um, and having the perspective of someone who's here. She's present with you and, and present with her. you don't, you don't like what they have to say. You know that they are presenting their observations and like it or not, this person, this device, this output thing gives good data. Yeah. So it sounds like your wife really, she advocated for you before you knew you needed an advocate. I mean, in the healthcare space, right? Like, what, what does that look like too? Because has she become your advocate? Have you, you've stepped up as an advocate too. No. So what's, what's that dynamic been like for your relationship? Yeah, no, the, once we've pretty much known what the heck is wrong with me, <laughs> <laughs> it's like okay, great. Knock yourself out, DW, and I <laughs> you continue doing. It's my all thing. you, and, yeah. You know, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So, what does a typical day look like for you? How are you balancing the demands of work and life as you are managing potential flares and symptoms? Because you're you're living with prolapsing, remitting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so she comes and that, she goes. <laughs> but you know, what, what does that look like for you? You know, like how are you, whether it's, you know, like medication and infusions, but also holistic methods, like what are all, what's the toolkit? What's Damien's daily toolkit look like? My daily toolkit is whatever the hell that I could find slash come across. And you, you take what you, you, you take what you take and you leave what you leave. And sometimes you pick things up that you left back before type of stuff but you try everything it sounds like well you do i do what i can that's there's the notion of that everyone everything everywhere um you walk around with an, an open accepting heart and no matter who is saying what in front of you you can take it or you can leave it period so i just am just aiming to take it as much as I can, or that, um, it, excuse that, that's the point. If it doesn't resonate with you, leave it. If mm. it does take it. So if it doesn't resonate with me, I'll leave it. But if it does, I take it and freaking send it to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's, this is something you and I were talking about before we started the interview, right? It's like, we're both from New York. We grew up in a culture where you get up and you go, 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 go. And meditation has taken on a huge role in your life, right? Yeah, it's strange how that has sort of popped up because, yeah, you live your go, 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 but I am cultivated the habit of BBB. Yeah. And, you know, I'm a Harlem kid in the, for, in, in the 80s. I'm a 1980s Harlem kid. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So when you know, you know. I get it. When you know, you know, and you when you know, you know how to make the moves. Understand what I'm saying? So, <laughs> <laughs> to sort of, that's my start. 
be in a place where it's like, all right, well, I'm in college and I have already my minor in Eastern Asian religions. I read the syllabus and was like, oh, well, that's cool. Um, and then the classes and then started hanging out with all the people in the in the in the in the classes and reading all the books and acing all the papers <laughs> <laughs> like after that happened a couple times it's like oh you can get a minor and so i you know i actively took a couple more classes and mm. sort of have this vast uh, another toolkit really learned knowledge yeah. of, uh, of the history of and, and practice uh, of buddhism and when I moved to LA, another actress friend of mine, my homie, in the trenches, the gal, me, her. I was at her, I was like staying on her couch, on her couch as I was figuring out New York, LA. And I would notice that every day in the morning and the evening, she would go inside this this closet that was, um, you know, there was only but so many jackets and stuff in it. And I don't know what the fuck, what, what it was going on there. And so she was just going with it. And so, you know, like, and this happens a few times. I'm like, girl, you going in your little prayer closet? Oh, what's going on <laughs> yeah. in there? And yo, the most warmest of the iciest of the, like, again, like she and I, like we have made magic together on stage before so like there's something in that person's eyes and they're for me and for her uh vice versa so like I, you know i'm like girl you going in your prayer huh, girl <laughs> your <laughs> prayer closet and she's like damien if you don't have some sort of practice out here you will lose your mind yeah and uh, somewhere in the whole like I gotta get yeah, I gotta be, you know, at least fourth on a call sheet on a multi-camera set com for the next six to eight seasons as that life <laughs> is coming together. I'm like really feeling I'm like, oh I'm losing my mind. <laughs> yeah. And just because I knew I had already had the Buddhism experience, like it's in me, like it's interesting to me. In that, I was like, well, TM costs a thousand dollars. So I've read enough books to know that I don't get you could do this for free. So I'm gonna figure this out. TM <laughs> meaning transcendental meditation for those Trans- who transcendental are transcendental meditation runner. Right, yeah. Excuse me. So you just cultivate a practice like, well, go here, read this. Oh, 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there, blah blah blah. Now it's like, yo. If I, you know, the hour is standard, but if not, if not the hour, then the half hour standard, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. and that's like, wait, what? Like, what is your, what is your life, bro? And like twice a day, bro, wait, what do you mean you woke up? Well, to I love this because not do nothing. What so, this is something about? that this predated <laughs> your diagnosis. So, you were already actively meditating just because of life in LA and being an actor. And, yep. And I think that this this shakiness is sort of like me sort of developing the habit. And now that yeah. it's sort of like, as this is all sort of coming together, it's like, no, it's steady. This is, I, I walk better when I'm sitting for a half hour. That's enough for me to be like, all right, no, what time is it? Mm, when was the last time I sat? Mm, you know what? 
hmm, bye. Or, like, yeah. you know what? I'm going to eat, I'm going to fix this dinner, and then I'm going to be gone for a half hour. Yeah. Uh, and knowing how to manage that is really, you know, how that habit has come up in my life. And, and would you say, like, I mean, you're doing that every day. That sort of is the, the placeholder for the beginning and the end of your day now, too, like your friends. Pretty much. And I, I, I even am like even hesitant to say that because like, you know, the the practice nerd in me is like, you know, you, you're not always on your practice. Sometimes you miss the day or you miss mm. the, the night or you miss a couple days and a couple nights and sure. like, whatever. That's life. Whatever. That's life. Um, but like when, when I'm dialed in and I'm, I'm legit, like, boom, sometimes like, you know, the half hour seems like a half hour. Sometimes the hour goes like that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, there's value in this. I'm wondering about your experience of being dismissed. We're people who've believed each other. You Mm. got your diagnosis pretty quickly. Mm. Have you ever been in situations where you've been confronted and forced to validate your diagnosis to people who didn't get it because they couldn't see it? Look, no. And as a force, (laughs) I've just been like, make sure you keep that out here because whomever trips on that, bro, they don't need all of you, my guy. Nah, don't do that. Right. (laughs) So you try to protect yourself from having interactions like that. When I even that, I'm trying to protect other motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Hey, yo, bro, you you don't even know. So you you know you haven't experienced that kind of prejudice yet from the public. Mm -hmm. Have Mm -hmm. you experienced that within the healthcare system? Any prejudice and or privilege as? As a black man walking into the U.S. healthcare system, mm-hmm. I'm wondering how your identity on the outside has influenced your experiences, if at all. Like, can you see your circumstances maybe being different if you were female or if you were white? Oh my god, I'm loaded. Different. I know I would be different if I was a lady. Step the fuck one. Yeah. <laughs> well, part of me wonders if like, you know, these experiences that you're talking about, like that you haven't had yet, maybe they're cause you're male. Come on now. Come yeah. on now. Okay. Talk about it. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like you's going to have to say some shit to that black man over there. If you're going to say some shit and mm. it's not in me, excuse me. Uh, it's not on the surface of me like that, but it's, it's here. So what's up? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So- <laughs> yeah. But then what about, what about that with doctors? What about... You know, people don't want to bite, bite off. They don't want to chew, chew that piece that they would bite off when dealing with the black man. Also, Those you're are, you're like, what are you, like 6'1", 6'2"? 6'2". But yeah. I'm, not, I'm not like um, wide. I'm right. like 135. Like, right, yeah, you're skinny. I, I was like 140. And that's another thing. Like I, I have weighed as much as 100. 60s, 170 pounds. Hmm. Um, but my current jam is 135. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you're so you you're imposing in in height vertical wise. Yeah, you ain't you is not gonna really feel larger than me <laughs> unless you're feeling larger than me. <laughs> yes. And that's something else. 
So that's also like there's an imposing physical. A bit. That's what I'm saying. Yo, yeah. You're gonna, you're gonna really come over and say this shit. Mm. That that this. I do have that priv. That's privilege. Yeah. Of, yo, yo, yo. Everyone. And presenting as male. Presenting as a, a heteronormative male. Everyone has their own set of privilege, their own set of hindrances because of their thing and their Mm. own set of privileges because of their thing. I'm a man. Mm. So there's uh, the privileges and the, the, the hindrances associated with that. So yeah, like all I'm black, I'm a man. I'm over six, six, one. Yeah. (laughs) You ain't gonna try to rock that boat, fam. <laughs> you just not, yeah, unless yeah. Um, you just not. So, and those that are willing to rock that boat, trust me. Once they start rocking that boat, they're like, "Oh, I shouldn't have rocked it." Yeah, they're not gonna last long. Been there, been but there. The See. thing is that we also know, like statistically, race alone within the healthcare system. I think uh, this, what's the stat crap? African-Americans have a disproportionate level of disease progression and severity just on numbers alone. Yeah, it's because of systemic racism. Look, look. So the idea of knowing that you play the you play the cards you dealt, hmm. LF. No matter what it is, so you know you get the diagnosis, and now you got these cards. Yeah. So you got to play these cards, <laughs> yeah. and the just my going to Middlebury College. Yeah, super and, white dominated, and having a partner in in home who was with me in that experience mm. as well as a double Middlebury mind um, is helping my way forward and all the mess that helping you navigate, uh, yeah. I guess here too, for unfamiliar territory. This is me. Y'all can't even hear me nodding. <laughs> you can't hear him nod, but he's nodding <laughs> like you wouldn't believe yeah. Yeah. So there's been, it sounds like there's been, I mean, it's like that code switching that we brought up earlier, that switching, that cultural shifting, right? Like that, that oh. there's some, some dodging and bobbing here. Code switching is certainly what it, it is mm. when, when you live with having a code with which to switch. Yeah. You are even a touch more removed from the said code switching. And in a lot of ways, you do it because you know there's going to be some triggering shit out here. Mm. And if you get triggered how it's normal in your environment to respond, it might be outsized. Right. (laughs) Even if it's rude, even if it's fucking petty and uninsight. Even if they're wrong. And even if they're Even when wrong. you're right. Yeah. Even when you are 100% right. Doc, you from 131 in Madison. 
that old lady who's down here from Pasadena who's out here looking at you kind of, you know, some, some kind of way because you parked in a handicapped spot right now because mm-hmm. you trying to get just get in and out the spot right now. She says some shit to you, my dude, my guy. Please don't bring the uptown dude to her. Please don't. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. So you and you work to manage your way through that. And I can say, luckily, I have n- not needed to have had to manage yeah. my reactions to but what you are outside what you are calling to attention here though is the fact that uh anyone who is a person of color or a, a, a body of culture right we were talking about earlier right like who lives outside of the uh accepted uh norm if you will it's not norm but the accepted cultural sort of the what the is thing. accepted as the main thing right yep. which is white 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 the, the status quo quote. yeah yeah the status quo you're living so anyone who deviates from that be that with gender with race with sexuality with anything any kind of signifier identifier you are always dealing with a level of self-management in order not to have an outsized emotional reaction to other people's ignorance Protect ourselves, protect them. They did not know that they stepped on that landmine. Yeah. They know that they stepped on you, and that's a whole nother matter. But now this thing has been triggered. And boy, if you move, if you do the wrong thing, mm. that's going to be one of the last moves you made today. Yeah. <laughs> that, that balance, that dance. That dance. Weird was what is is what it is and you managing your own jam and this this what comes from meditation man like it's yeah freaking people freaking your family freaking like whatever when that shit is coming at you yo and how to manage that and even like me finding right here mm-hmm. in the past you know few days past week or so just be like you know what i'm gonna assert certain things i'm gonna assert these things period mm-hmm. And having that sort of uh, motion is is even way forward is really, you know, you could just only hope that someone who is dealing with something health related uh, can grab onto. Lori Rivers is a holistic and well-being coach, yoga teacher and a best-selling co-author. After healing from severe MECFS that kept her housebound and bedbound for over eight years, Lori began coaching others in recovery from post-viral symptoms. And from July 5 to 12, she is hosting the Long COVID and MECFS Holistic Healing Summit, a free virtual event featuring over 25 expert speakers, including Sarah Ramey, Drs. Jacob Teitelbaum, Sarah Myhill, Charles Lapp, and more. Mark your calendars and head over to longcovidsummit.com to register for free and get all the details. July 5 to 12 promises to be a great week packed full of helpful information, new avenues for exploration, resources, and inspiration. Yeah. Would you, would you say that these inequities that we're experiencing, I mean, we're experiencing them all over the culture, right? But we know that statistically, of course, they happen in the healthcare system at enough of a rate that we, we have data to support the fact that gotcha. they are occurring. Um <laughs> Would you say that, you know, racial inequity, gender inequity in the healthcare system is a public health crisis of its own? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Whenever you have someone still like 
doctor. I ain't gonna go to no doctor. They don't treat no black people right. But like, once if you can, if you can yeah. even, we're dealing with that, with that with the the COVID yeah. vaccine right now. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Shit. You gonna try out that? Let I'm gonna tell you right now. I ain't that dude. Yeah. Also, you gonna try that vaccine out on a whole lot more white people for a whole lot more longer time before I'm even going anywhere near that motherfucker. I don't even yeah. care. I have to live in my draw for the next five years in this bitch. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? You're not willing to be a guinea pig. <laughs> Pardon? You're not willing to be a guinea pig because historically mm. the black body has been. Mm. Mm. A lot of what we consider modern medicine miracles have come yeah. from Ain't miracles. the nightmares of black people. Yeah. Souls. Souls. Um, so yeah, like, you know, like CC Henrietta Lacks, CC Henrietta Lacks, CC, like Jay Marion Sims. Look, there's all the people unnamed that, yeah, that I'm just like, that is just my, if I'm just flooding my heart, like the, 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 the cesarean section lady, the, the yeah. menstrual cycle lady, the freaking. Yeah. Yeah. So let's let's round out this conversation about the healthcare system. Uh. In what ways, from your experience as a patient, mm. are you seeing it work for patients here in the US? And in what ways is the system falling short? In what ways does it require improvement? Yo, it requires improvement just the fact that it should not be twelve grand to go to the doctor. If you're lucky, that's step one. So um, no more GoFundMe's for for medical payments, bro. This Let's, ain't your yeah. fucking web series, man. Yeah. This is my kid's transplant, man. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. What? Yeah. So like that, and like fucking deal. Yo, I still. Oh, damn it. No, I think I gotta. No, I already did my diligence for the day managing this stuff calling mm-hmm. in the prescription the the prescription the specialty pharmacy and the facility and the doctor's office and the health plan and like you're already sick you don't you have you're bro, sick you're working bro, you do not need an extra job making phone how calls do i have an extra job just so that i can get the medicine to alleviate the body eating its brain and its spine yeah. Every six months. Yeah. Hey, bro, come on. Yo, fam. Yo, yo. And what you're talking about there, by the way, for anyone who's confused by that, it's a, it's your infusion. You're getting oh, an yeah, infusion yeah. twice a year. Sorry, I have multiple sclerosis, multiple MS, eat your brain and your spine. I'm sorry. Excuse yeah, well, this you're talking about the myelin, the yep. myelination. But what you're also talking about is like being able to access your own infusions, which are helping stave off further damage to the myelin. Was, yo, I've had Cadillac health insurance, so to speak, Mm. uh, for quite some time. And recently that's been shaken. And as I've managed to settle that, uh, forget disparities, man. Forget racial disparities. Bro, if you lucky to have the 12 grand bill a year, you have your coverage in this country. Yeah. Um, so that's got to get shaken out, man. Like, come on, man. Hey, can you, 
that's that's half a half a year of McDonald's flipping burgers. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Come on, man. Come on, man. Is it half a year? I don't know. It might be a whole year. Uh, look, I don't know. I, it's look. it's it's outsized. It's outsized. That's like the problem. Average that, income. That, that's yeah. The issue. That is that is the. But your average person like, cannot access healthcare nah, financially. Yeah. Nah. That's a problem. But I can access all this air, and I can access all this water, bro. If I fall down, or if something ain't going right with me, I should be able mm-hmm. to do something with somebody, somewhere, some somehow. Um, but what we got going on right now is like, bro, 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 give me this fourteen grand. Also, I'll, I might could hit you back thirty percent on your on your um, uh, deductibles. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like even that, and that's a whole nother set of things. Well, and also like it's it's January. I just hit my deductible, you know. Like that's what I'm saying. How quickly are you doing that? What what about are there any things that are working? I mean, we know that like this is like the role of private interest in healthcare that's driving up prices. That's a problem. But are are there any things about the healthcare system here in the US that like as a chronic illness patient, you are like, yeah, that works. You're allowed to say nothing. <laughs> uh, well, no, no, no. <laughs> but if there is something i mean you see me he's it's just like yeah no he's looking right? <laughs> he's, he's looking he's searching guys he's like where is it i'm digging over here yeah. no the good thing is this space this space that you make the space that people watch me every effing week um that, that it's specifically american man yeah um, so this this f- space for free content creation creation and free speech it's speech and dynamism and like, you know yeah. what? I'm going to make an Instagram account about healthy meals and you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that. Hashtag wellness. Hashtag bless. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So let's talk about that. Why don't you talk to us about no stress MS? Like you mentioned earlier in the interview that um, you were already creating content on YouTube and when you got your diagnosis, you weren't really getting a lot of traction. You got your diagnosis and you were like, I'm just going to start talking about what's actually happening with me. And all of a sudden, and now you're a WeGo Health Award winner. Okay. No, okay. It's, it's, uh, it's a thing that it has just happened. Running around Hollywood, I'm done, got almost 40 commercials and voiceovers under my belt. That's you can pay the rent on that for years. Okay. I could not get on TV longer than 30 seconds. Okay. And knowing that that's my life and that's my world. And that's, I, I'm an, I'm part of an ensemble and I'm running and gunning for that. One of my homies from, from the old school, who's, he got one of his shows is picked up on Netflix and that's, that's running right now. So like years ago, even well before this, we just, we just chopping it up, building and he was like, yo, I got this YouTube jam, jam popping. You know, it's cool and it's strong and I like it and it's, and it's fun. Also, you need to do this. I don't know what it is you're going to talk about. I don't know what it is you're going to do, dog. But you got a personality. Put the camera on and talk to it, dude. Now. Not N-A-U now. So... <laughs> <laughs> Event like when I was on bed rest from the spinal tab that did not properly heal, 
and only looking at the ceiling or the bathroom wall for 12 days. My wife says, I say 14, but who's counting? Bottom line, if all you can do is pee and sleep for weeks, man, <laughs> you, you, get you know, running that mine. And in that, I just, I just hear my man, my man like, yo, dude, you got to start making YouTube videos. And I was like, yo, I don't know what it'll look like. I don't know what it's going to be. But when I get out this bed, I'm going to make YouTube videos. And it wasn't until like about seven months of creating every week about not a damn ting at all. <laughs> One of the damn, not at all damn ting um, was me going to get an Okravis infusion. Thousands mm. of people watched it. And you make all your other stuff and six people watch it. And yeah. it's like, all right, you make some other random follow-up video to that Okravis thing. Thousands of people watch it. So you're like, ah. This is not the first time we've heard a story like this. You know, like that, that there's that wake up call that people are responding to the real shit. As much as I didn't want to be the MS guy, I'm just looking at the, you got to give the people what they want. I'm the MS guy. And then. Are you glad you gave the people what they want? Glad is, that's not even it. It's more like you step into the room that is you. Like you, you run around Hollywood trying to distill you or put you in the scripts boxes. And I'm good at that. That's, that's why we're in the jam. Mm -hmm. Um, But there came me school, trying to squeeze myself into scripts became me talking about my MS or this thing that I've read or this other interview, like it's turned into this thing. Um, so I, I'm just like, oh yeah, that it's pretty much, but it's this thing that is that, you, I like that you say it's like opening the room to yourself, opening the door to yourself, because it sounds like that work, which has served so many other people has also enabled you to step more fully into yourself. That's it. I, I am you. You don't see there's no words on there. You got to let that breathe because yeah. that's just real. That's the realest yeah. thing ever. Yeah. And, and something that, that also came up for us because you and I were always chatting before we uh, started the interview was also this idea of creating to heal, right? Using your creative work, that it's something that has not only opened the door to who you really are, but has also given you the opportunity to find some healing in the midst of the madness that is living with a chronic illness or disability, you know, that like there's some healing in that community. The community is the healing. There's, there's the space that one finds in making messages for its community. Um, It's not, it's not even that it's a humbling space. It's one of these, don't nobody know about your jam like somebody with your jam. Like even if me, me and him, or me and her, we isn't we're from totally different places or cultures or whatever. She black, 
So we got some shit to we got some shit in common, homie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If like it doesn't matter what the shit is, if me and you got MS, we got some shit in common, homie. Well, so, and that's what's so beautiful too, yeah. is that like these different layers of identity that you're talking about that you're able to commune with people about, they also transcend some of these other forms of identity. You know, talking about two people who have MS or two people who have chronic illness, you and I are able to connect on that experience, but we have different gender experiences, different racial experiences, probably different religious experiences. Okay. We can also connect on growing up in New York, but we have different experiences of New York too. You know, it's like, so being able to bridge so many gaps in finding community, Damien's pointing at me so much while I'm saying this. So I think I'm onto something. <laughs> and my eyes are closed. They're not yep. That's I love it. So what I love about you is that when you're really Damien accesses very deep listening by closing his eyes, which I think is a really beautiful thing. Where I'm listening the whole time, of course, but then as the deeper we get, it's like, oh no, this yeah. shut it all down and just hear these words, man. <laughs> just don't do it while you're driving <laughs> don't do it while you're driving that's no. not a good look but not yeah, not a good look for anyone but the, yeah i think this is what this is lauren like i there's not many people better than hitting marks and saying lines than me yeah if there are their household names so that skeleton um propping up the meat that is MS has continued to unfold into some extraordinary things um, that, that are really wonderful. Yeah. I think that's so beautifully said. So here's what I'm wondering. You are an experienced, well-versed patient. You're talking to people in this patient advocacy space all day. This is what you all do. Day. Do you have tips to share for people who are tuning into this episode Maybe someone suspects something's off. Maybe the, their wife has told them something's off. Maybe they're diagnosed with MS. Maybe they're five years into diagnosis like you. What, what are your like top three tips for finding ways to thrive? Step one, whatever is stopping you, stop it. So whatever, if it's the small voice, if it's, I don't, I don't know what it is. If it's the, oh, maybe that, mm, I don't know about that. Or mm, I'll start tomorrow or whatever the yeah is. Whatever the hell you want is on the other side of that. Way through it. Like you got to crunch through it and keep going. And then you will find, you're like, oh, this, this is, that's what I wanted all the way back there. But I want to, oh, (laughs) it's the only thing that I can say, because everyone's, everything is individual. And so my meditation habit is, could, could be quite helpful to you, but it might not be as helpful to you as it is to me and vice versa. And that's, I think a lot of, if not, it's not pedestal placing, it's like othering that goes on in hey, this person has this thing, but they don't seem to have what I have or they don't seem to have it as bad as I have it. That person's other than me. So I either watch the show to see what the other half is doing or I kind of, I see myself in them, like whatever, whatever. And so having the experience of not even, it's more than othering. It's saying that is worse than this. And that is 
the most misplaced notion Mm. uh, that it's okay to stay in that fear place or it's okay to stay in that lack of growth place. That's, that's not right. The only way you are not going to be dealing with the trash that's in front of you is if you embrace this thought, if you embrace this thought that you shut down, if you embrace this habit that you shut down, Mm. it's the only way. What is that? The only way out is through? The only way out is through. Mm. I'm Freeman, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, and, and far through. And it is, like I say, like I was 30 some odd videos in. Bro, you start putting up a video every week, every freaking week, and you are in the mid 30s before people started being like, huh? Bro, that's over six months of doing this jam every day. Like, I'm freaking talking about how I was doing a commercial thing or, you know, I'm going to Mauritius with my wife and you don't even know where Mauritius is and nobody <laughs> wants to even watch that at all. But you want to sit and watch me jibber jab about me getting my ultravis? Mm. Well, you want that's to sit what, what you're talking about now, though, that's a commitment too. This is like, you're talking about very specifically a commitment to self. And to growth. There's, this is getting back to a theater thing. There's something about going into that box and knowing a connection between you and the people who are watching in that box is repetition. That's the only fucking thing. Hmm. And repeating what's successful, right? Right. And gro- and growing on that. And, but, but it's what's, what's, that's what I'm saying. You repeat that script a bajillion times. You repeat those, that blocking a bajillion times. So you can just be as so if the other person will be and fucking magic happens. Mm. <laughs> and that's what we come to see. So the only way out is through. Keep going, keep repeating. Freaking going. And grow on successes. I think the the main tip, what you want, like you say, like uh, the only way out is through. Whatever the hell it is you want, it is on the other side of something you do not want to do. Yeah. And it is well beyond uh, the entry point of the thing with which you don't want. Of all of my credits and all of what other stuff, I was loathed, loath to put out a video every week. Mm. Loath. And now? It, well, you know, now I'm like, oh God, I didn't even put out a video. But that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Yeah. Over half of a year of doing something that, ugh, but I, the goal. Yeah, it's on the other side. So, yo, whatever you're dealing with, fam, whatever issue it is, whatever the health thing, whatever it is, you don't even know what it is yet. And that's why you you have to do whatever and, and stick to it and, and then be like, oh, OK, I don't do this anymore. Um, but whatever the hell mm. it is you want is on deep on the other side of what you don't want. So I'm wondering. This is like my favorite question, especially because you're such a firework burst of a human being. (laughs) So what are 
three things in your life that give you unbridled joy. Like you've obviously had to make some compromises mm. on your lifestyle, you know, be it diet or exercise or whatever, because of your diagnosis. So what are three things that you turn to that you refuse to compromise on that give you joy that light you up? Funny, you know, one, you taking the, taking the stillness, man, the, you will take the stillness. You always feel better. You, you never regret meditating ever, ever. So, um, love that ha- having the time and then being in the body after you had a, se- a half hour of just sitting there, like my, I, my walk is different. My knees don't hurt as much. My balance is better. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, there's function, uh, that I get out of it. And that's why it can be a simple thing to say, but it's like, no, it's, if, if I'm gonna do this, do this and I'm gonna do my joy and I'm gonna not compromise girl, 530, I'm at 530 AM, I'm here. Mm. before the sun is set i am here yeah or as the sun is setting i am here um <laughs> I, that that. I, I can't like there's i'm less of a person uh when i don't and that's not even that's not a slight on me that's just knowing i'm not setting myself up to be all that i can be mm. i love that anything else no, no, that, that, that's, 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 that's it. it. That's real. That's it. That's real. Cause I, love that. I, I take what I want. There's it, man, this is the second damn time this has come up. I was talking to somebody. Um, there's a Sam and Dave song. Um, and I take what I want. <laughs> and it's that toolkit, isn't it? It's that. Tool yeah. There's kit. a yell, bro. I take what I want. And it's, it's, it's I've always been that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, yeah, I got that song when I was younger and like hearing older uh, black men sing that song and it's all in love. And like, I, and girl, darling, I want you <laughs> yeah, it's like that. Right. But like yeah. the idea of I'll take what I want. Yeah. It's empowering. I'm a bad go-getter. Yeah. That's not- and, and you can also, there's this shit you can leave behind go. as well. Like that's a freedom. If I don't yeah. even know if that's a tip, but it comes with the sit, learning to let go mm. and learning to let go again when it comes back because the habitual nature of it all has caused it to come back. It's cool. Let it go again. Yeah. It doesn't matter if, if you've been letting this go three weeks, child, you better let it go three and a half weeks. Mm. Like, it just, it just, But that comes back to that commitment and that discipline that you talked about in your tips for people in general. I mean, that's it's it's baked in in me. And I think that's why I I find success. Like I'm not looking for it, but the things that make you successful in this realm are baked in and mm. extraordinary, <laughs> massively disproportionate mm. to what is generally available. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I love that. So, Okay. What is your ask for listeners who are tuning into this episode, who are, you know, getting a taste of DW? Look, go to- What can they do? What can they do to support you? You can go to youtube.com slash no stress MS. If you want to keep up with that, there's Mm -hmm. DamienWashington.com. If you want to keep up with your DW news, what can you do? You can do the thing you don't want to do today, even if it's- Two minutes of it. Mm. 
even if it's a paragraph of you supposed to be reading 10 pages a day, read one page, whatever the hell it is you don't want to do, please, I implore you, do it. Challenge yourself. Now. Yeah. And do it again. (laughs) And repeat. Do it again. Mm. And now it's like, well, I'm still me. I don't, I don't, I'm not done. So now what I'm going to do, I am shattered. How am I going to be whole? Let's pull it together. And sometimes you're shattered longer than others. I'm not saying you have to pull it together. That's not, that's not what I'm saying. It's just. Yeah. Learn from enough repetition. What you want is on the other side of what you don't want to do. That's it. So what is next? What's next for you in your advocacy work and for your own health? What's next for my own health? I don't know. Um, shit, I got a, a, an infusion in another couple of weeks. <laughs> so get on the phone. <laughs> we keep getting those infusions. Okay. We keep that myelin where it is. Look, you would think that people would know what the hell was going on. Like they would, could they have done this before. But every time you got to be like, um, is this the first time you have mm-hmm. done this? Uh, <laughs> I'm doing that. I'm really aiming to be as creative as I can and pump out as much content and do as much cool stuff with as many cool people as I can. Um, that's what's next for, uh, for me, Alarm Friedman, and being happy to be in company with people like yourself and mm-hmm. swimming in all of that goodness <laughs> and seeing where it takes me. I love it. <laughs> Damien, can you remind everyone where they can find you? DamienWashington.com, YouTube.com slash NoStressMS. And we will link to all of your wonderful content on the webpage for this episode. Damien, you are a joy to behold. You are extraordinary. Thank you so much for your, your time today, your presence in the moment. And for showing us and leading by example um, and showing us how we can find that equilibrium and find that center again when we move through it. And for that, I am very grateful for you. I appreciate that sentiment from you. Respect. Thank you. Thank you. That's it, folks. Thanks for listening. As always, please check us out online at uninvisiblepod.com and all over the social media world at uninvisiblepod. We love your feedback and suggestions, so please drop us a line via the website if you have questions, ideas for topics to cover in future episodes, or just want to say hello. We're all about relationships and collaboration here, so credit where credit is due. Music for this episode is by Sean Hart, who can be found at seanhart.com. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to podcasts.